Good morning. Today is Sunday, October the 29th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. Today we're studying lesson number five, and the reading for today is called Our Excuses, Fear. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given us, and, and Lord, we ask you, as we study the Bible study guide for this week, not to allow us to make excuses to do your work. We ask you to please be with us as we study this Bible study guide this morning. Send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's reading begins with a couple of questions. At first, we have to read several texts. Nahum 1.1, Nahum 3, 1-4. Also, 2 Kings 17, 5 and 6, and 2 Kings 19, 32 through 37. And here's the two questions. What do these verses reveal about Nineveh and the relationship between Assyria and Israel? And two, how might this relationship have impacted Jonah's decision to go to Tarshish instead? All right, let's read. Nahum 1, verse 1. An oracle concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum of Elkosh. Now Nahum 3, verses 1 through 4. Woe to the bloody city, all full of lies and plunder, no end to the prey, the crack of the whip and the rumble of the wheel, galloping horse and bounding chariot, horsemen charging, flashing sword and glittering spear, host of slain heads of corpses, dead bodies without end, they stumble over the bodies, and all for the countless whorings of the prostitute, graceful and of deadly charms, who betrays nation with her with her whoring, and peoples with her charm. Second Kings seventeen five and six. Then the king of Assyria invaded all the land and came to Samaria, and for three years he besieged it. In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria, and he carried the Israelites away to Assyria and placed them in Halal, and on the harbor, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of Medes. Now 2 Kings 19, 32-37. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into the city, or shoot an arrow there, or come before it, with a shield, or cast up a siege mount against it. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return, and he shall not come into the city, declares the Lord. For I will defend the city to save it, for my own sake, and for the sake of my servant David." And that night the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of Assyrians. And when the people arose early the next morning, early in the morning, behold, they were all dead bodies. Then Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went home and lived at Nineveh. And as he was worshipping in the house of Nisrod, his god, Adramelech and says. And Sherezer, his sons, struck him down with a sword and escaped into the land of Ararat. And Esahadron, his son, reigned in his place. So the question is, what do these verses reveal about Nineveh and the relationship between Assyria and Israel? Well, they weren't friends, right? Nineveh and Assyria I'm sorry, Assyria and Israel were not friends. Assyria was attacking Israel and attacking them quite severely, I might add. 
Second question is, how might this relationship have impacted Jonah's decision to go to Tarshish instead? So, he knew how mean the Assyrians were. And there's a good possibility that maybe he thought they don't deserve mercy. They don't deserve to be saved. They don't deserve um, what God is offering them. And and so, um, I'm just going to go someplace else. I, I really can't stand the Assyrians. I can't stand what they've done to Israel. I'm going to go somewhere else. And this might have been something that impacted Jonah's decision. One of the reasons Jonah may have been unwilling to go to Nineveh was fear. The Assyrians were a formidable foe, and Nineveh served as the capital of the kingdom. Among the cities of the ancient world, in the days of divided Israel, one of the greatest was Nineveh, the capital of the Assyrian realm. In the time of its temporal prosperity, Nineveh was the center of crime and wickedness. Inspiration has characterized it as the bloody city, full of lies and robbery. In figurative language, the prophet Nahum compared the Ninevites to a cruel, ravenous lion, upon whom he inquired, Hath not thy wickedness passed continually? Nineveh was a magnificent city. Historians tell us that Sennacherib greatly expanded the city, including building the huge southwestern palace that alone measured 1,650 feet by 794 feet and contained at least 80 rooms. He also built 18 canals to bring water to the city from as far away as 40 miles. Its size alone would have been intimidating, but the Assyrians were also ruthless. In his account of the conquest of Babylon, Sennacherib boasted that he filled the streets with the corpses of its inhabitants, young and old, and relief carvings found during excavations depict scenes of soldiers impaling victims. These were not people you wanted to cross. They were not averse to using violence, and gratuitously, cruelly, cruelly too. These were not people you wanted to cross. They were not averse to using violence, and gratuitously, cruelly, too, against those they didn't like. Indeed, at the thought of walking among the masses of people in Nineveh, Jonah must have quaked with fear. In spite of all this, we often read Jonah's story with disapproval for letting fear get in the way of carrying out God's instructions. What we fail to realize is that we can do the same thing, allowing ourselves to be controlled by our fears rather than by God. Now we're done with the reading for today, and we finish the reading with a question. Think back to a time when you felt strongly that God was directing you to do something that you, out of fear, really didn't want to do. What lessons have you learned from that experience? And so, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, the first time uh, being out there and knocking on, on doors. Uh, that, that wasn't something that uh, was enjoyable. I mean, people are going to say, no, what if they don't answer? What if they, you know, they treat me badly? Uh, and, and so, you know, that was, that was something I, I, I never really wanted to do. Um, but... Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. And, and so that helped. And I was doing things that needed to get done, things that God wanted me to do. And so 
you know, it, it, it took a bit uh, to, to understand that, but it helped me. So what lessons have I learned from that experience? Well, you know, God never asks us to do anything that he won't be willing to help us do, that he won't give us strength, that he won't help us go through it, that he won't uh, be with us as we do it. And so that's, that, I think, is a, is a good lesson to, to learn and something that's good to have in our mind, that God is always with us. And even if he asks us to do something difficult, he will, there, he will be right there with us as we do it. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to keep fear away from us. Don't let fear get in the way of us doing what you want us to do. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us. Keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning. We continue to study this Bible study guide. It's called God's Mission, My Mission. So thank you for being with us this morning. God bless you.